Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger. And today we have a very special treat for you. So if you've been listening to the Balance Bond Podcast since the beginning in 2016, then you might remember my very first episode ever with one of my best friends on the planet, Brandon Cohen, otherwise known as the founder of Liquid IV. And we reminisce so much on that first episode because truthfully, I didn't know what I was doing back then at all. We had one microphone that we shared, we recorded the episode, and then I thought we deleted the entire episode. And the saga went on because the next time Brandon came on, which was still really early, was probably like definitely before episode 50, I would say. Again, we had one microphone and we just laughed about that so much. So now everything's coming very full circle. We've got Brandon back on five years later. So much has happened in life. Brandon tirelessly continued to grow Liquid IV for the last five years, along with his incredible team. And then at the end or middle to end of last year, Liquid IV sold to Unilever and was acquired, which was a huge goal, something that was a vision of Brandon since day one. And needless to say, it was a huge celebration. We talk about that in this episode. And we also talk about his more recent decision to step down as the CEO. We talk a little bit about why he made that decision and what he's doing now. And I just have to say, I'm so proud of Brandon. You guys will be able to tell in this episode, I get choked up whenever we talk about Brandon's journey, whenever we talk about anything having to do with the early days of Liquid IV and the massive success that Brandon has had because there's nobody more deserving. When I tell you that Brandon is the hardest working person that I know, that is truly, I mean, there's just no other way to put it. There's only a couple other people I know who have this drive and this extreme personality and this win mentality that Brandon has. And it's so contagious and it's so inspiring. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it in this episode. And like I said, I get totally choked up and emotional every time we talk about Brandon's story because this is someone who I care about so much and someone who I have witnessed make a lot of sacrifices for his dream. 
And that's exactly what he did. And his vision came to life. So everything happened the way that it was supposed to. And beyond the Liquid IV story and the acquisition of the company, we talk about Brandon as a person. I want you guys to get to know his heart and soul. We talk about his spiritual journey, his spiritual practices, who he is as a person, what he's looking forward to, what's coming in his life next. Because honestly, my goal, my one hope with this interview is to share a different side of Brandon that people may not have heard before on other interviews. Maybe you've heard it a little bit here when he's been on this podcast in the past, but with the extreme success that he has had in recent years and specifically after the acquisition of Liquid IV, he's kind of become an icon and he is an icon. And so I just wanted to give Brandon a place to talk about whatever he felt like talking about. And he answered all my questions and we had a really good conversation. I made sure to ask him questions that you guys had sent in as well. And this is just a really special one. So I know you'll enjoy it. If you want to hear the trajectory of everything about where this conversation came from, you should definitely go back and listen to episode one, although I cannot guarantee that the sound quality was good. I have no idea what I sounded like back then, but I'm sure it would be a fun listen and it would definitely give you an idea of how far he has come and also how far the podcast has come. So lots of full circle moments there. And before we dive into the episode, I want to remind you guys that if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, just send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalanceblonde.com and I will thank you by sending you my free yoga ebook. And also, I would love to thank our first sponsor for today's episode, Sakara. I am such a fan of Sakara. I have been for as long as I can remember. And first of all, I want you to know that you can go to sakara.com slash balanced to get 20% off of your first order. That is sakara.com slash balanced. So to tell you a little bit about Sakara, they are a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients, and they're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. They have an amazing menu of creative, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that change weekly so you'll never get bored, and it's always delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S., And they don't just have meals, they also have incredible products that are called their daily wellness essentials, like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience the power of plants as medicine with their best-selling metabolism super powder. It's my favorite, you guys. You've probably seen it all over my Instagram stories. The metabolism super powder is made with organic raw cacao. It works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. And basically, Sakara makes life really easy. I love it because I know so many people out there are looking to make more healthy, more plant-rich meals, especially if you're thinking about becoming more plant-based. And Sakara just makes it so easy. They're all about putting the best in our body so that we can feel the best. Everything's really nourishing. It's really delicious. And I can guarantee that I have tried so many different meal delivery services over the years. And Sakara is my favorite by far. So with Sakara, you can reach all of your health goals without sacrificing the taste. 
And we've got that special deal for you. Right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off of their first order when you go to sakara.com slash balanced or enter the code balanced at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash balanced to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash balanced. Enjoy and tag me on your Instagram stories when you try. Now let's head into this episode with Brandon. All right, Brandon, you're back on the podcast. I think for the first time in, well, we did our first episode over five years ago. Yep. And our second episode, probably about four years ago. So here we are for round three. Excited to be back. And life has changed for you quite a bit. Definitely. We're in your beautiful home. Is it starting to feel like home? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in here for about almost six months now. And, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously a big change, right? Like I lived in, you know, my 800 square foot apartment for, I don't know, seven years or something like that. And honestly, I loved it. It was perfect for me. You know, I just ran the business out of there basically had, you know, we worked together when, when liquid IV office was a coffee shop Yes, <laughs> and then we, we graduated to a co-working space and then renting one room at an office and then eventually getting our own office. And yeah. So, I mean, just to be able to go from, I mean, this whole situation is just so extreme when you're a founder who has nothing and works and works and works and works to build something of value. And then your business gets acquired. Like it's just, you go from like almost having nothing personally to just, just more than you could ever imagine, which is just so weird. And so, yeah, I mean, I love it. The, the house is, the house is cool. I have all my, you know, health gadgets in here. It's probably been the, the one thing that I like splurged on was like, I'm not a big car guy or a watch guy or anything, but I, I love to feel good. So, you know, I got my health stuff in here and it's starting to feel like home. I think I told you like, you know, like the things that made it feel like the most home, like wasn't furniture. It wasn't anything like that. It was family pictures, plants, tons and tons of plants. And then me and my crystals. So the those crystals. are the three things. I wish everybody listening could see the crystals that we're looking at right now. They're insane. You have like a life-sized amethyst right over there. That's basically looking at us and sharing all the good energy and wisdom with us. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I still like, you know, I don't really know all like that. I probably should know about crystals, but like, I do know that like when I put them in here, like the energy switched mm -hmm. in the rooms, right? Like it, it just brings a different energy than having like a certain piece of furniture there. And so, you know, I've, I've studied up a little bit and I, I like what I read, but more importantly, they just give off a certain vibe that just has brought the house to life. Yeah. You don't have to know anything about them as long as you know how they make you feel, exactly. which you definitely do because you have That's them in every room yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, the house is so open. It's so beautiful. It's the perfect spot for us to record this conversation. Excited to have you here. I know. I'm so happy to be here. I can't believe you've been here for six months and we've been neighbors for six months and it's I finally COVID, got to so see the beautiful like, home. Yeah. I haven't really have had many people over at all, you know, it's been And you've COVID also just been settling in. Totally. And just, I, I really wasn't comfortable yet. I was yeah. wanting to get settled before, you know, bringing people over, but it's time. The world's opening. Exactly. The house is opening. Yes, it's time. So let's back up a little bit and first just tell people, how did we meet? all those years ago? Oh man, that's a good question. We, it was through mutual friends, I believe. Yeah. I, I think 
you know, Liquid IV was just getting off the ground and you were, you know, building your blog. And I think you had just moved back to LA, something like that. And one of my friends said, you should connect with, with Jordan. And I can't even remember who, uh, who or how we got connected, but I remember we got connected and we met up at a, at like a coffee shop mm-hmm. just to like meet and, you know, just talk all the things. Right. And like, it was just one of those, you know, you meet, I meet a lot of people, you know, over, over the course of business and life. And it was one of those things where like, we just had an immediate like connection. We were just like on the same wavelength. And I was telling you this before we started recording, but there's just certain people in your life where like they raise the level of your energy. There's certain conversations where your energy gets sucked. And it feels like <laughs> over the last six months for me, like I, there's a lot of those conversations where like, I'm not gaining value from it. And it, so I'm trying to figure out like how to surround myself with people who inspire me. And you're one of those people. And like, it, and I felt that immediately when we met. And then, I mean, over, I don't know how long has it been, probably seven years now or something like that? Um, Eight years. Eight years, yeah. Wait, eight years. Yeah, seven or eight. Sounds right. Yeah, like we like the, our relationship has just grown stronger and we've gone through so much together. I we mean, really have. Think about like, like we threw the 5k and the yoga event before that, like I would sample and demo product at Whole Foods and you'd come by and help me sell the product. Exactly. You had your yoga magazine on the, like yes. in the store. Oh my God. Yes. And I'd put it on the table. And we took pictures of them together. So All of our funny. Expo West adventures. Oh my God. Expo West. I didn't even remember yeah. that. Yeah. When Liquid IV was so a much. baby company and just growing so up much. together personally yes. and professionally. It's pretty cool. Totally. And we both went to LMU oh, yeah. where we didn't know each other. I think that's how we connected. It was through yeah, and, and it was, Andrew. Yeah. Andrew Waldron, I think was in the same year as you it or was something. Him. And he goes, you got to meet her. And then we met and that was the end of it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the rest was history. We worked together out of coffee shops every day for, I mean, until you had an office pretty much. Yeah. I remember the Brentwood coffee bean, which is ironic because I moved all over the, yeah, all over SoCal and now I'm back in Brentwood and it was that coffee bean on San Vicente yes. and we'd go there and just sit and just, that's both when we drank coffee and had caffeine so and we would just coffee. like get wired for like seven, eight hours. We just like crank, you'd be writing, mm-hmm. like I'd be sending emails and on phone calls and it was like, it was like a great little office. I know. And it was the best energy to feed off of it with was. each other. And that other place that we would go on Main Street. in Venice, on Main Street, what Main was that Street. place Isn't called? San, I think it was Santa Monica's called, um, it, it was like a, it was like a vegan something? place that you loved. Oh, Revolution. Oh, Revolution. But I'm also talking about that place that had oh, those place. teas and like things. This tea like, should have been illegal. That, whatever they With were giving so us. so much caffeine. I have never been more wired. Yeah, it was yeah. like gua, guayasa and stuff. Gua, guarana and, and gayusa. Yeah. And like, yeah. All this crazy stuff. I don't stuff. remember what the name of that place was, but we would go there so much. I would never take that now because like, you know, I'm in the Oh my, I think I would have a heart attack. But I will say like there were things I did that were not sustainable back in the day that helped me grow the business. And mm-hmm. like that, whatever that juice was, I know. And we did. Oh my gosh. So many good memories, truly. So, so cool. And it's been incredible to watch you build liquid IV into what it has become today. And then ultimately with your huge acquisition and then your choice to step away from the company more recently, you know, it's been an emotional journey to watch you as someone who cares about you so much because, well, you know, I just cry at the instant of talking about how proud I am of you, which I'll probably do again today. But tell us kind of about how all of that came to be. Yeah. You started this incredible hydration company that is now world renowned. Yeah, you definitely, you, 
you bring the emotion out of me. Like you, you, every time we talk about this, you do cry. I know I do. <laughs> you do cry. And that's just a testament to how much I care about I you. Think there's not many people who have seen it from like absolutely nothing, mm-hmm. like where it was and just all the sacrifices and different the things. The sacrifices. Yeah. And I always just, wonder like what, like what about it makes you like, there's some so tick emotional. inside of you that like it goes off. And I, I feel it. I mean, I, you know, I, I go through waves, but most of the time I'm able to block some of that out. Right. Obviously, <laughs> else I wouldn't be able to function. I know. But I think because, you know, it bring. I think it brings you back. I mean, you can answer it, but I think it brings you back to like those coffee shop days or the sacrifices or like those times where like the business was like so close to folding. Like there were yes. times where I'd come to you be like, Jordan, like, I'm going to try and work this, but like, this might be the end. (laughs) Yeah. It brings me back to all those memories. But the distinct thing that makes me so emotional is that I know all the sacrifices that you've made over the years when like five or six years ago, you would tell me I'm not doing anything in my personal life until I get liquid IV to this level. Like I'm literally not going to do anything in my personal life until that happens. And I witnessed that as a reality in your life for all those years. And then also just to know how pure your motivations have been the whole time. Like you've said all along, it was really just to to do well, to take care of your family and to give back to all the people who believed in you, which is what you've done. So all of that emotion always comes up. It's like, I remember where you've been. I also know how much you've given up. And I feel that so deeply because we're so connected, like you said. So it's, <laughs> it's intense, the emotions that I feel, but mostly it's just so much pride for you because you blow me away. There's nobody like you, truly. Thank you. I mean, there's nobody like you either. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah when you think back to all that, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy you know, in the moment, you don't really realize it. I, I'm sure I said that stuff to you. And it's that extreme personality that we both yeah. have. Like, I mean, it is like as extreme as it gets where I was like, I truly am not going to do any, I like, I'm not going to let myself have fun until I get this win. I know. You know? And, and I remember it's, thinking, it's I don't know if that's and it's a ridi- good I don't, I don't either. <laughs> I mean, it, but it, you know, but it I, think, I think, you know, for the people who do achieve like some of the greatest things, you know, it takes like this obsessive, you know, relentlessness to actually win. And now what's cool is because, you know, I've gotten to the other side. Mm-hmm. Now I've put that sort of mindset towards, you know, my health. Right. And towards relationships. And now I, you know, I'm very, I'm, I'm very exploratory in a business sense. I'm, you know, I won't talk too much about it because I, you know, I have my hands in a few things right now, but, but just in terms of like, you know, renewable energy and climate change and stuff like that, I'm, it's all going towards this, like this new beginning, which is really, really, really cool. So. Yeah. It's the extreme personality thing. 100% that you and I both have, that I think on day one of meeting, we connected on. It's that extreme. Like if you're in it, you're in it. Oh, I 100% have it. In to win or I don't want to be involved. Exactly. (laughs) And you have it coupled with just this insane drive and vision. And that's what made Liquid IV what it is today. Yeah. So for everybody listening who doesn't know what liquid IV is, let's start there. Yeah, I'll give a little, I can give a little background. Like with a question before is like, how did we, you know, how did that right, whole process right. happen? Yeah. So, I mean, just to take it back to the beginning, just for a little context, if there's new listeners is I played three sports in high school. I then got a college golf scholarship to play and I wanted to be a pro golfer. You know, I, I got sort of burnt out, had some injuries and 
that was like all I had ever wanted to be until I was 22. And so like, I was almost like starting new then I felt like it, I didn't feel like it was my first failure in life, which was so powerful, you know, and humbling. And I, uh, I went to go work in professional sports for the Arizona Diamondbacks when I was 22 It's like a sales job. I was making a hundred phone calls a day, getting, you know, hung up on said no to, but it was such a incredible experience looking back. And when I was there, a lot of the, I became friends with a lot of the players and they, they were drinking Pedialyte, the baby hydration drink. And I thought it was silly that the best athletes in the world were drinking a drink that was designed for little kids. And then I started really studying the science and I was just sort of starting to sort of see this thing happening in young adults, professional athletes, hydration was becoming a thing. It was like, wow, people are going to start to realize how important this is for everyday life. And it reminds me of what I'm talking about now with, you know, some of this sustainability, renewable energy, climate change. No one's really talking about that much right now. And back then it was the same thing 10 years ago. And I was like, I got to, I got to start talking about this. Like there's, this is a real thing that's going to help change people's lives. Like whether it's here in everyday life in the United States or globally in places with underdeveloped, you know, hydration and medical attention and just underdeveloped countries in general. And so I started studying and it's called oral rehydration therapy. When you mix sodium, glucose, potassium, it's clinically proven to help water absorb in your bloodstream faster. It was actually being used by the World Health Organization in underdeveloped countries for people who are dying from dehydration. So the original idea was what if we could make a, you know, a really healthy, organic, all natural version of, of this science and create a really cool adult lifestyle brand around it. And, you know, it was in 2012 for like three years, we just were, I don't even know, just trying to figure out how to get it off the ground. Basically, I was supposed to go to graduate school. I, you know, I ended up getting in, deferring and not going, got some investors to give us money. And that's when I, you know, started taking it. Like I went full time all, I was going all in the whole time, but it was like, I could actually talk about it. And that's when we got into one Whole Foods and I would just mm -hmm. sample it and demo it and try yes. and get it to sell. And then it really started picking up steam. We got into another Whole Foods and then it started selling online and I won't go into all the business stuff, but fast forward to 2019 and the business has, you know, gone from, you know, doing a very small amount of sales to like tens of millions of dollars of sales all over the country. We were sort of like the it brand when it came to hydration. And what happened for me was we were getting all these opportunities to create a global brand and we just didn't have the resources at the time. And at the same time, you know, me and the other initial investors like yourself, which by the way, I don't know if no people know, but you invested when you probably shouldn't have given us money. <laughs> There's a lot of friends and family. I had 80 friends and family who gave me mm -hmm. money and, believed and believed in, in us for some reason or well, another. for a very good reason. <laughs> and so it was sort of this point in time where I was like, you know, this could be a good time to potentially sell the business. Like, and it's a really hard decision, but you know, I had this vision that we could not only globalize the brand and make this this incredible brand where it could help people around the world instead of just the United States, but could also take care of these 80 people who believed in me and they'd be able to, you know, make their money back exactly. and a lot more. And so at the end of 2019, we made the decision to, to go for that. Who would have ever thought that in March, right when we were starting this process, the world would flip upside down with mm -hmm. COVID, which just threw a whole nother layer of just chaos into the situation. You know, the business ended up quadrupling in 2020 while we were all remote and we were going through this, this process to sell the business. And yeah, it was, I mean, it was just a whirlwind crazy year. We ended up, you know, we had a bunch of big corporations who were looking at buying us and we ended up choosing Unilever for a lot of reasons, a lot, you know, a lot to do with their sustainability mission and just their culture in general. Yeah. In October or September, it got announced and it was just like the most surreal, like 
bittersweet, like just the every emotion you could possibly imagine. 10 years of hard work, being able to call people like you and say, hey, Jordan, you know, you wrote a check for this much, like it's now worth, mm-hmm. you know, this much. Yes, yeah, so incredible. was really, really special. And so there was all of that, the windfall of all these people. Yes. And I, I still, I'm just, just over the last few months, I've started to comprehend that. Because right. in the meantime, I was going through my own transition. I was, you know, the, the company is changing now. The company starts changing my personal life has totally changed, right? Like everything, it's almost flipped like 180 degrees. And mm-hmm. so it's been a whirlwind. It's been an absolute whirlwind. And I feel like, you know, six months removed now, it's feeling like I'm starting to like understand the whole thing. And I'm, I feel so, I'm so excited. I'm excited for the people who are involved. I'm excited for the business. I'm excited for this next chapter of my life. And it's just, I'm just so grateful. I'm just mm-hmm. so grateful for how, it was a crazy decade of work, but I'm just so grateful for where I am. And now I get to, you know, to live my life a little bit. I'm really excited about it. Well, the vision that you always had came to fruition. And that's what's so amazing about all of it is that all the sacrifices that you made, all of the incredibly hard work, all of it came to fruition when your vision came to life and you worked tirelessly on this for as long as I've known you. So what did it feel like when you knew you were finally about to sell this company after all of this hard work? You know, I think the way my mind works is I'm like just always looking at the next thing, which is a really productive way to live. But also, you know, sometimes you got to stop and smell the roses. So like there was always like one more thing and I felt like, okay, now we got to get this to happen. We got to get this. And now, right. And right when we sold, then it was like, all this transition for our team. So I didn't even have one breath. Like the first four months I was working harder four months post acquisition than I worked ever in the beginning of the business. Right. Insane. Which is probably not what you anticipated. Exact opposite because I of what remember I you saying, this is finally the light at the end of the tunnel for me. I'm going to be available. We can spend time together, all this stuff. It wasn't. Like you were off. It was the you opposite. Were, you were I actually felt an even bigger burden than I felt. And I don't know if, you know, all founders feel that way. You know, I, I'm sure it's different for everybody because there's so many unique situations and contexts. But for me, it was like, I felt this burden that I needed to make sure our customers and our community were in a good spot, that my team who had, you know, given themselves and dedicated their lives to help build this thing and, su- and always supported me so much. They backed me so much that I wanted to make sure they were in a good spot too. And so it was the weirdest thing. Like you think there's this moment in time where you reach this goal. And instead it was like, that was not the light. It was actually like the hardest part of the entire business cycle for me was, was those four months. And that's kind of what led to me making the decision, you know, six months in that it just made sense for me to, to, to move on as a CEO of the business. And, you know, we brought in, we brought in someone else and, you know, set the team up where they needed to be, got Unilever in a good spot. And I think most importantly, like now I have this opportunity to like, I do have, you know, this time to explore things that that intrigue me and, you know, rekindle relationships, you know, like ours and just family and stuff that I I truly just like, I just didn't, I just didn't didn't have have any time. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's unbelievable. So you made that decision to step away as CEO and that's kind of like, I would imagine as somebody who has built a brand, stepping away from that could feel like an identity crisis in a way. Is that a feeling that you came up against? Yeah. I don't like to use the word crisis, but mm-hmm. I think that's the, identity, that's like the socialized shock. version. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, but it is. I mean, no matter what you call it, I mm-hmm. mean, you go from like, you know, 
you're in complete control. L- listen, it has, it's a, it's a double-sided coin. You have all of the control to do the things you want, but you have all of the risk and all of the burden and everyone's coming to you with problems. So, but like, I thrive in that situation. Like I, I don't know how I, you know, between when my parents, you know, I was lucky enough to be, you know, raised the way I was like, I love being a leader. Like I love leading people towards a common goal for, for the greater good of other people. Right. And so I thrived in that. And so when that was gone, right, it definitely was like, you know, a new, a new beginning. But I think what's helped me is like, first of all, surrounding myself with great people, people have either been through it, you know, family, friends, people who know me for me at my core. Right. Like that's been a huge part of it, but yeah, it's just, it's a new chapter where I I've leaned into that sort of like, I'm going to be a little uncomfortable. Like I'm not going to know exactly. It's just, it's just different. I for t- imagine for 10 years, you have one sole purpose and it's easy to say no to stuff like no to social gatherings, no to parties, no to travel because you have one goal mm-hmm. and, and you're also an expert at that. Right. right. And then you get there and then you're like, okay, so now, now I'm just, I'm kind of like, sort of like open, open eyes. I'm just like learning what I do and don't like the people that I want to be and not be around. Yeah. And I'm just so excited. I, I mean, I'm, I'm already working on stuff. I'm trying to take a deep breath and slow down, but I'm already like, there's some stuff that I'm working on, which I'm really excited about too. Yeah. Well, that's good because that's the kind of person you are. You're always going to be having ideas and you're always going to want to bring them to life. But it's so important, I think, for you to take this time for, for you, for your health and to take a breather and to just like step back and look at everything that you've created and everything that you've done. Yeah. I think you realize, like, I think sometimes when you say health, people are like, what do you mean? Like, mm-hmm. not you. I mean, yeah. just like when I say it, they're yeah. like, what do you mean? In You're like to you. 33 and young mm-hmm. and healthy. And it's uh, true. But I think you, the people in my family and the people close to me saw like what I truly put my mind and body through. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just never slept. Yeah. Like I was like, you know, it was either caffeine, like, you know, there, there's, there's so many health issues that I had and I never talked about it because I didn't want to seem weaker and I wanted to make sure that we were strong and no one ever knew, like no one outside of like my small circle. And so, you know, and then, and then also when you start to slow, you know, when you actually slow down, your body actually realizes you're like, wow, like I put my body through so much over these, like I was traveling, like you probably remember this. I was like, Orlando to Seattle, to New York, back to LA, stay here for a night, back on the road to these retail meetings, raising money. It was just like nonstop. And it wasn't like nonstop for like a month. It was like nonstop for like five years, like where I did not stop. And and I thrived on, I was totally fine. But you know, when I would slow down for a second, I had so many different things, whether it was like my eye or my knee or like my back or my sleep, you know, and it's not like, there's no excuses. It's not a pity party at all. It's just when you stop, you're like, when I'm feeling good, I feel like I can do anything. Truly. I I, like, if I set my mind to it, I feel like I can do it. And I've realized just recently, like when I'm not feeling my best, it's hard to, it's hard, you know, it's just a whole, it's another, like that is the basis for everything. It's like, you got to be feeling your best, you know? Yeah. I think that's something a lot of people don't realize that one of the main things that you sacrificed was your health, was getting good sleep and having a schedule and taking care of yourself and having time to do those things. So now in your beautiful home, you have a health sanctuary, which is everything that you deserve. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. I, you know, I, it was all the stuff that I would try and go do on the weekends and stuff like that. And I just thought how perfect it would be to have a cryo chamber in my garage. Like that was always sort of like a dream of mine. I love cryo, like, you know, playing sports, like you always sit in an ice bath or, you know, and it's just so good for inflammation and stuff like that. So I do that every day. I have my infrared sauna, have my red light bed. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, got got the gyms, you, you know, gym constantly working out. Cool do my lights. Peloton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love I love the Peloton and like, you know, I do like 30 or 45 minutes in the morning, so I got a good routine going. Yeah. It gives me such a good foundation when I when I do all of my things including, you know, my like journaling and mm-hmm. meditation and setting my intentions setting. like all of that together, you know, and I get it all done before nine o'clock. Like I'm exactly. ready to go and I'm ready to like, you're you know, an early bird. You've always been an early bird. bird. I if up. I text you in the <laughs> afternoon, I can expect a text back at 6am the That's next right. day. I, I've been good. I've, I got a second phone. So now I can like turn the main one off and have one. That's just like for either close family or like, you know, music or meditation. Mm-hmm. It's been like really good. It's this so this phone just like blows up. Like it's just like nonstop if it's yeah. business or whatever, you know, Instagram, email, everything is on there. And so that's been a really good thing is to be able to disconnect, you know, at certain times. But yeah, I mean, it's great in the morning I'm done by nine and now I have this day and now I can take calls with other founders, you know, investment opportunities. And then some of these other side projects I'm working on, like I had the whole day to do that now, which is, which is cool. And I, I can't, I actually don't, I can't believe I didn't do some of this stuff before because I, I just pushed through. And I, I still know I have this gear where if I really need to push it, like I have a mental a place I can go where I can just push through anything. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm doing it, I'm like, wow, this gives me an even, it actually is even more productive than that push through mode to f- just feel good and have sustained it energy is. throughout the day. There's nothing better than feeling good in your body and having energy. And I think I just have a feeling that the next level of you is not going to have to push through in that way, because I just don't think your life is going to keep going at that. I don't want to say pace because you're always going to be a fast paced person. That's just who you are. But I just think it's not going to require you to have to put that routine to the side or that newfound balance. I think that this new level of you is going to have more of a slow and steady pace to it. That's going to be really healthy. I think you start to realize that like, it's all about op- optim- like optimization, like mm-hmm. being at your best. And all those short bursts of that can, you know, the, the unsustainable can work. Like the way to win at scale again will be to, you know, have all this base. Exactly. Routine. Yes. Health, gotta get your foundation food, in you know, place. All that stuff yes. solid. And, and then you can actually accomplish even more. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's the point exactly. is like when you start to realize like, well, if the goal is to get here, and like, I, there's two ways, like, I want to take the way that is the most, that, that will get me there the fastest and most sustainable. It's actually the way where I take care of myself. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, guys, let's talk about protein, but not just any protein, but the plant protein that keeps me going. It's my absolute favorite. And it's the only plant protein powder that I use. And I'll tell you why. So the brand I'm talking about is New Zest. They have been my favorite for a long time. And you should know the coupon code BLONDE will give you 20% off of your first purchase, excluding sale items. And we will have the link for you there in the show notes. So the reason why I love New Zest is because, first of all, it tastes delicious. It's a plant protein made from premium European golden peas. It is clean. It's free from everything that you would ever have to worry about. It has an amazing amino acid profile, an extremely smooth texture, delicious taste, and it's super easy to digest. So it's easy on the stomach. There's no common allergens, very, very low anti-nutritional factors. It has no lectins. So if you're worried about lectins or you follow a lectin-free diet, you can be sure that they have no lectins and very low in phytates. There's no emulsifiers or gums. 
and everything about them is completely TBB approved. It meets the most stringent gluten requirements in the world. So beyond gluten-free, every single batch is tested for gluten, and it's also regularly tested for soy, dairy, heavy metals, pesticides, and herbicides. Their clean, lean protein is one of my favorites. It is a European origin, chemical-free, and of course has that rigorous testing that covers all the allergens, heavy metals, and pesticides. And my number one favorite from New Zest is their digestive support protein, which I like the chocolate flavor, which is cacao. It is a collaboration, a special collaboration with my friend Bethany, aka Lil Sipper on Instagram. She'll be on the podcast soon. And as usual with New Zest, it contains no artificial sweeteners, colors, flavors, gums, or fillers, and it is just lightly sweetened with coconut sugar. It also has L-glutamine and probiotics, so it's all about gut health. And New Zest appeals to all sorts of people, from athletes to health-conscious individuals to gut health sufferers to people with celiac, vegans and vegetarians, women, men, everywhere and anyone who's plant-based or has digestive issues. So I know that you will love New Zest. Head to newzest.us slash thebalanceblonde and use that code blonde for 20% off of your first purchase, excluding sale items and bundles and subscriptions. Tag me on Instagram when you try. And now let's head back into this episode with Brandon. So walk us through that routine because I know your morning routine. You told me it's like meticulous and perfect and <laughs> tell us what it is. Oh man, people are going to think I'm so crazy. <laughs> no, we, we love, we love talking about a morning routine on yeah. this podcast. So yeah, I get, I get up. So I have my, the, the dark phone, I call it. It's literally the black phone that has like everything on it. All the people, everything. It's amazing, right? It's connection to the world. It's also, it's a very, mm-hmm. it's a very, um, it's an interesting dichotomy on yeah, that phone. For sure. That phone's off at night. So I have my other phone and well, before I even get there, the first thing I do is I just start with gratitude. So I like, I'll do like, you know, I'll grab my journal. I'll just like write down like five things I'm grateful for. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's the same, you know, a lot of the same stuff, but it just gets me off to a great start. And I have a breathing sort of a breathing technique I go through. It's like so invigorating. I get so energized by this in the morning. It's the first thing I do. I refuse to look at a phone, do anything until I do that. Then I go, I open up the dark phone and I, I get caught up on everything. So like most of the time, like if there's messages I got at night, you know, I won't be sending stuff till the morning. I thought it was going to be like a detriment. It actually is great. I I get back to people early. I get everything off and going and it, you know, it takes me, you know, it's probably 20 or 30 minutes, but at least I've already done my sort of gratitude. Now I get caught up. I feel like a really good base. And then I actually go outside and I have, I like sort of set my intentions for the day. So I'll look at my calendar. I'm very regimented. I need certain gaps in the day, but I, I, I thought maybe I'd have all this, you know, I'd have free time. I actually like, I have so much going on still. Like I have, and it's all stuff I'm really excited about. It's so interesting. Like I, I didn't know what to expect. And so I make sure to set my intentions based on the schedule for the day. You know, if it's a Saturday and I'm going golfing with my dad, I'll have different intentions. And on a Monday when I have, you know, my health routine and then I have eight Zoom meetings or something like that, you know, so I set my intentions and then I just go into all my stuff. So I start with 20 or 30 minutes of yoga, normally outside if it's nice out, I'll roll on my roller to get my back loosened up, do 30 minutes of Peloton, I'll lift for 30 minutes or do some sort of strength training. And then while I'm already sweaty, I go into the infrared sauna. And so that sort of finishes my morning routine. I shower, get ready. And then I do, you know, that's by nine, maybe earlier. I think, you know, Kenzie, 
my sister, Kenzie's Kitchen, she has, she, she had meal delivery. Now she does private chef stuff. Yeah. So on Monday, she actually cooks for me for the whole week and it's all gluten-free, dairy-free, everything I need. You She's know. an amazing chef. Unreal. You know, she made the food for my 22-day detox that I released last year and she did, did she? such a good job. Oh, wow. I knew she was doing that. I don't know what yeah, it was for. I yeah, did the recipes, but I had her make the food because she just makes it so much more beautiful and like, so just so much more professional. Yeah. It went amazing. I mean, yeah. she's, she's fantastic. She's unreal. Yeah. I'm so happy for her. She's, she's killing it. And for me, it's so good because I don't have to worry about it tastes great. And I'm also eating gluten-free and dairy-free, mm -hmm. which is hard to find normally. So I'm eating like delicious food and it's like exactly suited to what my body needs, which yeah. is pretty cool. Then I'll work for three or four hours. I'll have lunch. And that's when I do my two afternoon things before I start the afternoon, which is I do cryo right after lunch instead of doing like any caffeine, the cryo wires. I get so hyped up after mm -hmm. I do it. I know. It's like so it's much insane. natural energy know, from that it. cold therapy. It's I amazing. Love it. And then um, I'll do the red bed for 20 minutes. So I'll mm -hmm. take like a 45 minute lunch eating plus those two things. I'm done for the day. And now, now in the afternoon, now I can just go work for, you know, four or five more mm -hmm. hours, which is awesome. So that's like, I won't get into the night stuff, but that's my main day routine. Yeah. That's, a, that's such a good routine. I think of it like, here's the way I think of it. Like Tom Brady or Russell Wilson, like you read about like, you know, their routines and the people they have involved, whether it's a chef or like a massage therapist or whatever it is, like they're spending this money to feel their best because their job is to be at peak performance physically. Right? right. And like the way I think of it now is like, I want to be at my peak performance. Like now I have the means to do it. Like why not just like maximize how good I feel, mm -hmm. you know, like I, when I, when I go through my full thing, I'm telling you, and there are times when I travel or other things where I can't, right. Like naturally like anyone, but when I do, it's like a whole nother level of like clarity, sharpness and winning. Yes, absolutely. It, it really is. And it's, there's nothing like feeling good in your body. And there's nothing like that clarity that I don't know if you were feeling when you weren't feeling good in your body, when you were exhausted and depleted from not sleeping and all those things. It's a whole new, it's it a whole new will. you. Exactly. Yeah. You just, just forced, you just pushed yourself just through. Straight will. <laughs> yes. So now that you're in this new phase of life. And like you said, your entire life just kind of flipped upside down over overnight, pretty much. Yeah. How are you enforcing new boundaries in your life? Because one of my worries for you is that people see how successful you are and they see this image of who you are, but they don't know who you are in your soul. And they don't know your heart, which we're sharing you and your heart and your soul on this podcast. But I know there are hundreds of people reaching out to you all the time who want something. So what are your new boundaries now that you are at this new level of success and this new level of you? It's been a new thing. I think it's kind of weird because forever I was the one reaching out to people to like get the meeting or get the retailer meeting mm -hmm. or get the investor meeting. And so I've been on the other side, which I think breeds a lot of empathy, which is a really cool thing to have because you're able to see things through other people's eyes. But it also, because of the empathy, it makes it hard to say no. Mm -hmm. And I, I've, I'm just quickly learning like that's actually really powerful is to be able to, you know, to say no to things, right? Like if I said yes to everything right now, like I would just be constantly, I, I mean, there was not enough time in the day, but even if I said yes to like 25% of things, like I would just be so drained. I wouldn't be able to do the things I want. My friend, Matt, really good friend, Matt from Yes Theory. We talked about this and he drew this little diagram on my whiteboard in, in the office here. And it was like, the question was like, does it give me energy? And it was like, yes, keep doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, you know, can you stop doing it? 
yes, then stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, set boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so like the, the key to that whole diagram, you know, I know no one can see the diagram, but right. setting boundaries is just really key. And so, you know, I've, I've got some people around me now. Awesome. I have you know, one of my best friends is sort of business manager, helps sort of manage all the different streams of communication. Getting 500 messages a day on LinkedIn is just like the most insane thing or oh, Instagram. Wow. Like it's yeah. just like crazy. And and honestly, there's cool opportunity. The hard part is like, there's so many cool yeah. opportunities that I don't want to miss out on. And then there's a lot of stuff that obviously is just like not. So I think the key to it is surrounding myself with the right people. Like you are the five people that you surround yourself with. Like that's who you become. Right. And so having the right people around me is key. And then just continually getting comfortable with, you know, saying no in the nicest way is <laughs> just really important because it's such a weird thing for me because like my whole mission, CTW, Change the World, is helping people everywhere live better lives for generations to come, right? Doing one call, one meeting at a time and helping people one-off, there's not enough time in the day for the for the next hundred years to do that. Whereas really sectioning off my time to be able to create something at scale that helps people, whether it's content like this or whether it's my next big business that, you know, that I'm working on or whatever it is, that's where I like liquid IV. I said no to everything. And then we created something that's helped million, you know, tens of millions of people around the world. Right. So it's just like knowing what your objective is, what I want to reach. And then it helps you say no to things when you know what you're trying to get to. Right. right. At first, when I first, you know, stepped aside, it was like from liquid IV, like without knowing what that true North is, it's hard to know, know what to say yes and no to. And now that I'm a lot more clear and it just makes it easier to do that. So I think it's just getting comfortable with that. And I think you can be an incredible person and mean well and still say kindly, no, thank you to people, which is, but it's been hard for me to do that. Like in in business, when you're trying to grow something, you say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Like that's part of how I won. Yeah. And now it's like, I, I, I did that for a few months and I was like, exhausted and and like, again, not in peak performance mode. And I realized I wasn't even helping the people I was talking to because I was drained. And there's a way to do it at scale that, that helps more people, which, which I've, I've learned, but it's, listen, I'm not an expert. I battle with it still. I struggle with it. I go back and forth. I, sometimes I find myself like, okay, this week I'm going to, I'm going to make sure to keep my boundaries. And then like you give an inch, you give an inch and all of a sudden your whole day and schedule All of a sudden the boundaries are gone. So it's just a, it's not like some perfect answer. It's just a constant, like you're constantly yeah, working on it. it's a daily it. practice. It's a daily practice. It's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you go through, what do you do? I was just going to say, I mean, I I looked at people like you because you've gone, you've dealt with this for, I don't even five, 10, you know, eight years, whatever. Like, how do you deal? I too struggle to say no. And I didn't say no to anyone or anything for at least the first four years of having my blog. And then there just reaches a point where if you say yes to everything, you're abandoning yourself. And also my health, as you know, totally deteriorated. So that was a huge lesson for me to learn how to say no, because I was living in a way that was just so unsustainable because my body was telling me, you can't do this. You can't say yes to everything and you can't put everyone before yourself. So as I was telling you before, someone who I admire, Kelsey Patel, Mm -hmm. who was the officiator at our wedding, she, she had said to me, who are the top three people you look up to? And do you think they get back to all of their direct messages and all of their emails personally? And I was like, no, of course not. And she said, then why do you think that you have to? So I actually have to remind myself of that every day because 
it's an everyday thing. Totally. It's like I still I see everything Especially coming through. Especially when you through. love you love everyone who's love, reaching out. I do, and, and I connect. want I it's, want to help everyone. But like you said, it's in these bigger ways. It's in these conversations yeah. that we're having on the podcast that everybody can listen to. Yeah. And maybe it's not as individual or as personal as we hope and wish that it could be. But it's the only thing that makes sense. It's such a unique challenge. Mm -hmm. It's just a unique, it's know, just a, such a it unique is. challenge. Which is why we talked about, you've got to start a podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing if like, you don't care about all the people mm -hmm. who are reaching out, like that's, it's gotta be a lot easier just to like ignore it. Right. But of when course. the whole way you built your platform or the way like yeah. I built my business was about people. And so like, I could just stay up all night responding to all these things, you know, know. and then I would just, I, not, I would just be like, you know, nothing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I hard. talk about this with one of my mediums, Nikki. She's an incredible mentor to me with business and psychic abilities and all that kind of stuff. And it's such a unique position. Like you're saying that when you have an audience and they built you and they gave you everything that you have today, and they also demand and require so much from you. And then they can also turn on you, you know, not at large. Everybody listening to this podcast is amazing. But there I have, as you know, I've had people turn and like horrible articles come out and things from people who started off as supporters. And so it's just this very fine line when you have as sensitive of energy as I do and you do, too of where to not give your whole heart to others. Yep. I mean, you know way better than me. You, I mean, you've just been through it all. Mm -hmm. It can be a lot. I'm learning. Yes, exactly. And this is all so new to you. It's only been a few months since you've been in this new phase and you're doing an amazing job. So for all the founders who are listening to this podcast, who have a goal of everything that you've created, what are your tips for them? Oh man, so many. Yeah, I think uh, one, just I just start, like, just start. Like, I think a lot of people struggle to get going because there's so many reasons not to, like, there's so many excuses or whatever not to start, whether it's, like, financially or family or, you know, another job or school or whatever. And I think, like, just getting going is, like, all the momentum you need to accomplish, like, the craziest, amazing things. I think another thing, and, I, you know, this is a personal thing, but I, I think it can relate is like just relationships are like so important like you know so much of the way we were able to get a lot of these opportunities was like just always building really true genuine authentic relationships with people like there were so many times where like something was needed and you know we were able to call on someone where because you were there for them or yeah, there's just, there's just so many instances where relationships are so, I mean, frankly, it's relationships, you know, with like within the business, whether it's like employees, but also like your relationship with the customer and the community, like there's building that is just so important, you know, like relationships truly like, I mean, it's life, right? Life is just the interaction of, you know, you with other people or you with yourself. And so like, it's just relationships are really, really important. Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah, I think from the outside looking in, something that I would say that you did really well, you were very much the face of your brand. But even though you were not like the face of Liquid IV, because Liquid IV is a hydration supplement, so it's not like your face was going to be on the package. People thought of you, I think, when they thought of Liquid IV, especially when it came to the investors and people were investing in you. So it was like this incredible charisma and this excitement and this passion that you always brought to 
the brand. I'm glad you guys all thought that. I, I was just, I didn't really think of it like that, but I've, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense looking back. I think being removed, like you guys must have been betting on me to some degree because like we didn't even have anything in 2015 when you guys were giving us money. <laughs> it was like, you. It was, was you. Nothing. But yes. like I believed, like mm-hmm. I, I knew it was, that it was something and it was going to work. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that people saw that, I guess. Yes. Well, completely. And I know that you're going to carry that with you into whatever you do next. So whatever you do next, would you start it on your own or would you start it with co-founders? Because for everybody listening who doesn't know, you originally had two co-founders of Liquid IV. Is that something that you would do again? Yeah, I'm not going to rule out one way or the other. I mean, um, there's just like so many, there's so much opportunity right now that like, I don't know how exactly it'll play out. And I'm not like opposed either way. I think it'll work out the way it's supposed to. And yeah, I think if it, you know, if that's the right way to start the business, I'll do that again. And you know, if it makes sense to do it on my own and build a, you know, build a team around me, I will, but I will tell you, like, you got to have a team to accomplish anything big. And so, I mean, for example, like the liquid IV team was incredible. Like the team that we had, like the leadership team and just everyone who like believed so deeply in what, you know, our mission was to, to help people everywhere and believed in me. Like I still, it gives me chills thinking about it. Like there's people who came on in like 2015, 2016, when we were doing like literally like we were losing so much money we were barely doing any revenue and they like they left great jobs to come work at liquid iv and and work with me and like looking back on that it's like really really cool so anyway point is i don't know how i would do it again Um, i'm not opposed either way but the people around you are super important Mm -hmm. in a business definitely and where do you see yourself in the next five years oh man you're coming at me with some hard ones here i know yeah i mean i Part of it is like there there are some things in my personal life that I'm I'm excited about. Like I just, you know, I haven't really dated very much and like I, I definitely want to have a family one day. So I mean that's something, you know, I don't know if it's five years. I'm I'm I don't feel like the social pressure that I think a lot of people mm-hmm. feel. I feel that's very good. I'm feeling the best I felt, you yes. know, like I'm, I'm, I'm getting you back to, to me all the way. And so I just don't feel like social pressure to get married or have kids at a certain time, but I definitely want that in my life. So that's definitely something I see. I want to make sure I'm carving out time for that and not blocking that out for another 10 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the business front, I just think that like the way of the future is like renewable energy is going to become like the biggest thing that whatever sector of business you're in, there's going to be a part of it that has to do with this because we have limited resources on the planet and we've used a lot of them over the last 50 years as we've grown this incredible country. Like I was talking to my dad, my dad's an architect. He runs a huge architecture firm. And like the biggest thing he's getting asked about is like how he's building, like, you know, like the the way we create cement or the way we create steel puts carbon into the atmosphere. And like, how are we going to build buildings that aren't doing that? Because, you know, at some point, like there, you know, just all the science and data shows that we're warming our planet and what that means, we don't really know yet. But for me, it's about impact. Like I want to have a big impact. I want to, I've had 30 years to affect the world. And I've, I'm so excited with what I've done. And I have 30 or 40 more years to have the biggest impact I can possibly have. Right. And I think that 10 years ago, no one was talking about hydration. Like no mm-hmm. one, they, no one even really knew what it was. So it was like true. drink Gatorade. And mm-hmm. I was like, there is an opportunity here. Yes. And now I see it with this, like, and I don't know exactly where that'll be yet, but I do think that for me, it's about impact on the world. But if you want to think of it in a business perspective, like if you win in this space in the next 10 years or 20 years, even like it's going to be a hundred billion dollar business. Like Mm -hmm. it's just massive because 
it's such like the way liquid IV was like the way you start any business really is like you find a problem and then you solve it. And like, this is like our, as humans, yes, this as is globally, problem. like, you know, mm-hmm. I like tattoos and change the world. We are one. Yeah. Like there's no race involved in this. There's no different countries. Mm-hmm. This is like us as humans have a problem that we have to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we don't know how long, but, but so I'm, as you can tell, I'm, I'm really passionate yes. about it. I'm, I'm pretty deep into it right now. And I'm, you know, talking to a lot of experts and, and meeting people and I'm just super excited about it. Yeah. I don't know I where, that'll, where that'll go. I can't wait to see what you do with it. And I don't know if it's in five years, but, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I do know that that space, I went now to like, what is our biggest problem? Like, I don't want to do something all or nothing, me, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talk about, I don't want to do something like, like small. Like if I'm, if I'm going to go back into that mode of like obsessive and, and I want it to be like, it really helps the world, you know? I'm, exactly. I'm reading so many like books right now. Like I just have time to read. And I've what never, books are you reading? You know, like I read the Elon Musk book, which is awesome. I read an, a book on Albert Einstein, a book on Benjamin Franklin, you know, just like some of the best leaders and like innovators of all time. And like, you know, they did stuff where people just thought they were insane in the time. Yes. <laughs> and then you look back and like, they literally changed the world. Like exactly. they changed it for the better. And without those people who were literally crazy, people thought they were crazy. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, like I, I want to like, like when I'm gone, I hope like I'm able to leave a legacy that people are like, wow, like that guy truly like he built this foundation by building liquid IV and selling it and was able to have these resources with relationships and financially to then build something even bigger. Like, I think of this as just a base. I think some people sell their company. It's like the the end for me, like, this is just the start. This is the beginning. Like, this is just the beginning. Like, I'm so grateful for like this confluence of events and like how I think and the way, like the way I think about wanting to, to, to change the world. Like, I'm just like, I have, this is like an incredible opportunity, this moment in time right now. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just the first thing. This is just my foundation yes. to go use these resources to help more people. Yes. That's amazing. I can't wait to see what you do next. Five years, 10 years, time doesn't exist. So it doesn't really matter Love the it. amount of years. What's one thing about you that you wish other people knew that you feel like most people don't know about you? they don't know about me? It's mm-hmm. a really good question. I mean, I think you kind of hit on it when you were talking about like why you get emotional when we talk about like the acquisition. And I think it's like, I hope I give it off, but it's hard like digitally, you know, through social media or whatever, like, unless you know someone really intimately, like I just care so much, like I care so much. And that's why it's hard not, you know, in terms of getting back to people, like we talked about, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I truly, and you know, people make fun of me for how much I, I I just care about other people so much. It's like what I'm most passionate about is like making other people's lives better. Not because like, I, I'm still trying to figure out my own life, but like that what drives me is improving the lives of other, which then fulfills me and makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like this, it's like, it's not like I have all the answers, but I know in doing that, it actually helps me as well. And so, yeah, I just, I just care so, so much. I care about like every, I feel like every human I meet, I like, I'm able to connect and I'm like, I, how can I make their life better? Mm-hmm. Like that, I don't say that. It's not like some, it's not like some conscious thing. It's like a subconscious right. feeling. Definitely. This empathy, like when these crazy natural disasters happen or these world events or, you know, these things where like terrible things happen. I, it's like almost like, it's like a really hard day for me. I feel like this incredible empathy for the world. And so like, I just am continue going to continue to put out this energy and people are going to think it's, I, I think people will like it, but I think there's a lot of people who are going to think it's cheesy and stupid. And I just believe in your words mean something mm-hmm. and what you put like, you know, on Absolutely. The, like these tattoos mm-hmm. and the things that you put into the universe 
the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Exactly. And that's just like, I'll, I'll die trying. Yes. Yes, exactly. I think, well, it's just true. And I'm totally, I mean, the only people I like to surround myself with are those crazy people <laughs> and I'm one of them. So, yep. I mean, we talked about this before we recorded, but when you are one of those crazy people, it can be hard to connect. It can be a little bit hard to relate to people who maybe think it's crazy. Yeah. But that's the importance of having good people around you. Yeah, which and you that's absolutely okay. I mean, I, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what makes the world go round is that we're all different. Right. It's so true. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, it, that's why, I, you know, I just love when we get to catch up and there are a few other people that I get to talk to where they, you know, think similarly about this stuff. And it's not to say that like, you know, all the other amazing people in my life who don't think like that, like that it's, I love them for who they are. Right. Exactly. It's like, they love me for who I am. Mm-hmm. I love them for who they are. But I mean, there's definitely part of it. That's like a little bit, like, it's a little like isolating or something sometimes, you know, like, first of all, just like being 33 and single and selling my business is already like, there's just not many people to just relate to. There's just like such a small percentage of people who go, you know, I think a lot of the people I talk to are a lot older, you know, they're like in their 50s, 60s, right. 70s who have done this and they're settled and they have their family and they have their way of life. And now they've just improved their way of life. And for me, it was just like such a gigantic shift. And when I go to my place of gratitude, I'm just like, holy moly, what an incredible position to be in. Like mm-hmm. I get to it really is. connect with other like-minded people you know, I still have incredible friends, you know, and family and people around me who don't think like me, <laughs> who are so supportive. And then there's other people like you and my friend, Matt, and other people like that, where I'm just like, this is just energizing. Like we yes. have the opportunity to be this next generation of leaders to actually just, just, you know, Change do so much world. cool stuff. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. I mean, it sounds, CTW. it's cliche, but I mean, no, it's just it's so not. true. It's just yeah, so true. I, I really it believe it. I do too. Like at my core, you know, I totally do too. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's talk about the alcohol-free life. You guys know I'm such a fan of Groovy, which is a amazing alcohol-free beverage company, and they have alcohol-free beers, alcohol-free Proseccos, alcohol-free wine, alcohol-free bubbly rosé. I can probably stop saying alcohol-free before everything because I think you guys get the picture. So I love Groovy for so many reasons. They have an amazing vision as a company, which is a world where we don't feel the need to consume alcohol at every social gathering and a world where everyone can feel included regardless of their beverage of choice. Their mission is to help people be healthy and stay social one drink at a time. Groovy is a family-owned business based out of Colorado, and their aim is to bring life, love, and tasty options to the alcohol-free space. So I want to tell you about a couple of the products that I love the most. I'm such a fan of the Groovy Bubbly Rosé. It's their newest addition to their line. It is fruity, and it's a beautiful light pink color. It has tiny effervescent bubbles that complement notes of tart green apple alongside fresh strawberry. It's gluten-free, alcohol-free, and only has 60 calories per bottle. And then I also love their Groovy Dry Secco, which is their Prosecco made from wine grapes. It's also completely gluten-free. That one is really, really fun for mocktails or you can drink it on its own. And I have never been a beer person, but all of my friends who love beer are obsessed with the groovy beers. They have IPA, pale ale, stouts, anything that you could imagine. And yes, everything is completely free from alcohol. So 
all of my friends who are sober curious or thinking about not drinking, or maybe you're completely sober, I know that you will love Groovy. You can find them. They ship all across the U.S. via their website, getgroovy.com. And they're also available in a couple of retail stores within Colorado, Michigan, Chicago, Minnesota, and Arizona, New Mexico, and Vermont. You can also find them in a few independent grocery stores in Toronto. And you can use the code BLONDE, B-L-O-N-D-E, for a nice discount, 10% off of all things Groovy. And I know that you will love Groovy. Tag me on Instagram when you try. And let's head back into this episode with Brandon. So we talked about your routine, but what is your spiritual practice? Like over all these years that you've grown and evolved, I know you've had to develop a strong practice of your own. So what are your spiritual beliefs and what's your spiritual practice? Give me examples. So I like, cause that word is so broad. I I think I do a lot of stuff, but tell me what, like, give me an example of what you mean by that. So my, I mean, it's, it is broad. It's hard to answer that question, but I guess, (laughs) um, (laughs) I know. (laughs) So I'll tell you what my answer would be if I could break it down into a few different things. I mean, you know how spiritual I am and how important that is to me. It's not just a practice. It's just my life. Like I see energy and I have a very strong belief that energy speaks louder than words. And because of that, we can emit different energies into the world and make the world a better place. And I think everything comes back to energy. So energy is a really big part of my spiritual practice. And I also believe in higher versions of ourselves. So the higher version of me, the higher version of you, as these souls that we kind of answer to. So rather than God, I just believe that there is a higher version of all of us. And from there, I could go on because this is what I think about all the time. And it's so important to me. So one other thing I'll say is the concept of eternal souls. So like when Jonathan comes to me and he's afraid of dying because his biggest fear in life is death. And I think, yeah, you and and a lot of people. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this because he's talked about it before on the podcast, but almost daily he'll come to me and he's scared about that. And I reassure him that death is not a scary thing. Our souls live on. Our souls are eternal. And I don't know how I know that, but I do. And it's a really interesting thing. But this is just something that in my heart I know to be true after different plant medicine ceremonies that I've had and just experiences that I've had in my life. So the concept of eternal souls is a really big part of my personal spiritual practice. And I know that that's a really big answer to a really broad question, but that's how I would answer it. So I hope that helps. Let's hear your answer to the question. Yeah, it's a deep one. I mean, I think that I have been in the situation now, like I I ask these hard questions because I do, I too struggle with the concept of death. I think most people do. I don't think that's like a very abnormal thing, but like, I just ask the question like, like existential questions, which I think a lot of people, including myself until now, like just don't even have time to really think about. I think people think about it probably when they're like on their deathbed or if they have, you know, they get to a place where they have this time to actually dive into it. But I'll bring it back actually to how it helps, I think in business and life too, frankly, but like, like, why are we here? You know, like I, I asked that question and even for me, like I get, I've gotten to this place, like, you know, I, I showed you that, that, uh, you know, the five, I don't know what stages of consciousness. Right. And 
for me, by asking those questions and diving into which I'm just starting to, you know, it really helps me answer like, like what I want to do with the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. And then that's where I get to like the climate change or the renewable energy answer, because I'm like, what is the, like, what is the single biggest issue that we have as humans you know, over the next 30 years. And, and I just think that's what it is. And so, yeah, I mean, I have a lot, I like if, if I were to answer, it's probably not as deep as your, not as broad as yours. That's as broad as I get right there. Like, why am I here is the question I continually ask. And I'm doing a bunch of work to dig into that. But like the simple practices are like, I meditate daily, if not multiple times a day. Uh, like I, I journal, like to, for me, like journaling and getting things down on paper it's just a huge part of like getting it out of me. It's like a therapy session. It's hard for me. Sometimes I don't want to do it. I'm like, I don't want to sit down because I'm going to bring up all these emotions. And because I'm all or nothing, mm-hmm. when I do it, I'm going in. Exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think being able to connect to sort of like this, like, it feels like almost like a higher version of myself, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and it's really hard to get there except through meditation, you know, like it, just breathing and being super present. It's so powerful for me because I never, I never did it. My mom would tell me all these things I need to do for myself always while I was running the business. I'm like, mom, enough with the woo woo stuff. I'm, I'm good. Your like, mom and I are so I mean, the same. You guys are so alike. And mm-hmm. it's funny, like she always bugs me enough until I start doing it. And then once I do it, I'm in this great place. But exactly. I mean, yoga has been a really big mm-hmm. practice for me. I think Again, it's like so funny, like founder sells company and then starts doing tons of yoga. It's like so classic. I think when you get into the situation, there's like two paths you go down. You either go down like the dark path, which is like suppressing all of these questions and emotions and feelings with material things. Or you go down and this is why you see this. I think with celebrities go through this a lot too, or founders who sell their business, like they go through their like this religious or spiritual awakening. And for me, the reason yoga has been so incredible is because it's like one of the only times where I have to get my mind, my body, and like my spiritual side of me, like all have to connect together. Cause it's so hard for me. I'm so unflexible, but like, there's something about the challenge of it. It gets me so present. I'm moving my body. And, and so that's why I do it every day. It's, it's truly for me, it's meditative. It's like extremely meditative. Yeah, like, it totally is. I didn't even, I haven't mentioned it, but like once a week I do this hot yoga, there's a studio I go to. And like, we did it a couple of weeks ago and it's like, there's no better way for me to start the day. I'm so present, you know, in that moment. So without going into some of the stuff you got into, because I'm not ready to, there yet. I'm reading a lot of souls <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, but I think the question that I asked myself that I'm just addressing, because I don't want to live in fear of right. death. I exactly. don't want to I have such a fear of my parents dying too. I know. Like, well, it's like that the, I definitely have a fear of. I know. I, it's like the, such, it, and so I want to address these things. I, I feel like if I can get past some of these, it'll just brought, it'll just open me up even more to just mm-hmm. maximize my life. You exactly. know, like, and, and I talk about it with my friend Matt all the time, like, I want to get into the hard stuff. Like, I don't want to just be in the surface level of this stuff. Like I want to dig into that stuff. When you have those breakthroughs, you can just, there's life becomes, Mm -hmm. you know, even that much more incredible. It really does. It really does. Yeah. That's a beautiful answer. That's good. Very (laughs) good answer. Yeah. (laughs) Good. I I knew if I came on your podcast, I'd get some new new questions that I don't get on all the other podcasts. Oh, definitely. Always the soulful, spiritual questions. And everyone's going to want to know your astrology. Mm. Your, well, we know your sign. You, I don't know much. I know I'm a Sagittarius. You're very Sagittarius. I'm very Sagittarius. You're like the most Sagittarius. I don't know how it all works. But I know that when I read those things, it is mm-hmm. like crazy. Because I know people who are born born in the same time as me. Right. And they're not like me. I know. When I read that, it's like the most 
unbelievably exact I know. thing ever. You and Katie, my best friend since kindergarten, are the most Sagittarius people. And so whenever I think of Sagittarius, I just think of you two. Really? It's very, I mean, it's a fire sign, driven, independent. Spontaneous. Spontaneous, travel, very leader. loyal, very adventurous yeah. leaders. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, so true. Yeah. So we do need to look up your moon sign and your rising sign and your human Can design. Can you fill me in once we look um, it up? I need yeah, to know what we this just all need, means. Um, we just need your birth time, Okay. which if you don't have it, your mom probably yeah, has yeah. it. I think I asked her for it once because yeah, you asked me this. Exactly. I'll get it yeah, because I think we looked up your human design at one point, yeah. which I'm sure you're like a generator. But if not, you know, maybe I'll be surprised. But we, we have to look it all okay. up. So good. You're such a Sagittarius. I know, it's crazy. What is I your know. sign? I'm a Libra. Libra. So yeah. what does that mean? Libras are supposed to be very balanced, okay. but we also strive for balance. I know it's kind of funny. Perfect. With the balanced blonde, um, we are indecisive. We're air signs. So like you're a fire sign, you're very fiery. I'm an air sign. I'm very airy. Interesting. And I feel that way. Like I have so much air in my chart. So I just feel like I'm kind of floating through life which is good, but I also need, I need that earth and I need that fire and yeah, everything about Libra. What's Jonathan? Jonathan's a Leo. Okay. So he's a fire sign fire. too. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, I love all that stuff so much. I need, I'll, I'm sure I'll get more into it. Definitely. Yeah. You will. Well, I will, I will try my best to get you, <laughs> you into it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So who are some of your greatest teachers and mentors? This is never like the most intriguing thing, but like my dad is just like, I don't have that many, frankly. I, there's a lot of people I talk to and listen to, but my dad is like, you know, is, you know, my, him and my mom, but my dad is like my, you know, one of my best friends. And he's just from a business perspective, he, you know, he's started with absolutely nothing, like, you know, on the streets of New York, basically like running a dairy shop and came out to LA with nothing and, you know, started, loved art and architecture and kind of put himself through school and, and then started at a firm when there was like 200 people as like a junior designer. And this didn't happen until after I was growing up. So like, I didn't, you know, I, I, we sort of didn't grow up with that much really, you know, after I graduated from school and stuff, he became CEO of the 6,000 person company. So, um, you know, that story and the chip on his shoulder that he put on my shoulder and the drive and like the work ethic, you know, I mean, there's just been, I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of conversations throughout the liquid IV stage where, you know, I just would, you know, I'd work through it. And he always, you know, he always let me come to the right place or do it however I want. And there are a lot of times I did it my way too, you know, but he, he always knew it, that I was always going to do it my way. But like having someone to lean on and talk to who's been through different situations was huge. And probably the coolest thing we did like once a year, twice a year, normally we do like these visioning uh, sessions where you put up like paper on the wall that's 20, you know, 20 feet long. And it's not a whiteboard, so it can't get erased. It's like in marker, but you're just visioning. You're putting up like, where do you think the business is going to be? What do you want to call and, and then you narrow, you, you think 10 years out and you narrow down into like, what do I need to do next week? And those are just like the most powerful things. And they're such a cool bonding experience for us. And, you know, we have, you know, these boards over the last 10 years, like we probably have literally like 20 of them or more maybe. Um, and it's cool to look back, like we're in the basement in 2013 of the house, like, 
yeah, I want it to be this big and this, then like we just surpassed every dream we ever had of how big we want it to be, how big yeah. we want the company to be, how many employees we want to have, like every single thing. And that's why it's just the power of word and writing things down is like you make, you put it into the universe and if you plan and then you execute, like you can make anything happen. Like exactly. I really believe that. So yeah. yeah, I mean, he, he's incredible. I, you know, I have, um, some like, I have like a personal coach who's been with me for a long time, who just sort of like my secret weapon, who I lean on for a lot of stuff and she's incredible. And, and yeah, those are my family. Like I just, my family, like my mom in, in her way and my sister in her way, mm -hmm. my sister's like wise beyond her years. Mm -hmm. She helps, she helped me make some of the hardest decisions over the last six months. Like there were some things like where even my parents couldn't relate and Kenzie could, cause she knew where I was at in my life and things like that. And like, she has no idea, but I talked to like business people who are like, you know, the smartest, most just best business people to talk to. And I'm like, my sister literally is more helpful than right. any of them. Well, like because a, she knows you she knows, so well. She has the context. Exactly. She has the context. But it's and pretty special if you have those people to lean on, you know? Yeah, it yeah. really is. Amazing. And what are your tips for everybody listening to set their soul on fire? To set their soul on fire. I mean, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious and I think a lot of people say it, but like if you can find what you're passionate about, nothing, like everything becomes white noise on the side. Like I was so passionate about liquid IV and building it and getting hydration into people's hands and then giving back to people around the world who didn't have access to it. And like making that vision become a reality, like all the critics, all the naysayers, all the everything just get drowned out. You just have tunnel vision. And so, I mean, you, I mean, you know, as hard as it was, we talked about all that stuff because so we started, but like my soul was on fire. I mean, mm -hmm. I couldn't Absolutely. have, like, I, I, it was literally on fire. Like you couldn't put it out. I was just going, you know what I mean? And I, you know, I feel that way again, which is so cool. But I think when you find something that really means a lot to you and you're super passionate about it, and, and I would search until you have that. Cause once you do, it's just, it's, you're done. You're set. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, you just cannot be stopped, you know? Yes. So I totally agree. Find your passion. Just search, just, just to put all your energy into finding that. Cause when you do, I was talking, I was on Gary V's podcast last week and he said, you know, he used my example of golf for other people like skiing. He's like, think about people who love skiing. Like they can't wait to get to the weekend to go skiing find something you love as much as you love skiing. Mm -hmm. And then every Monday when you wake up, yes. you just can't wait and to you're go that do excited. it. Right? Yes. Like, that's how I feel right now. Like uh -huh. I can't, I just can't wait for the week to start. I was, I've always been like that I know <laughs> like, you because have. I'm just so excited about what I'm working on. So yes. I don't know. People always ask me, well, how do I find my passion? That I don't have the answer to. I think you just got to search and you got to read and you got to listen to podcasts and you got to dig in and be relentless. But man, if you can find that, imagine if like as much as you loved going on, you loved going skiing, and then you got to do that every day, how mm -hmm. nothing would stop you. Every roadblock would just be easy to get around because you love what you're doing. Exactly. Yeah, that's, a, that's such a good answer. And where can everybody find you? Pretty, I'm not on too many things right now. It's Instagram. It's uh, at Brandon underscore Cohen. It's spelled a little weird, Brandon with an I. Mm -hmm. um, and then LinkedIn, yeah, Brandon Cohen. And those are the only two platforms I'm on. So Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Maybe a podcast coming soon. Maybe George has been podcast. selling me on yes. starting a podcast. I actually so. have for like five years. Five years. I so know. I well, think now, now is probably the time yeah. if you're going to do it. And could be cool. you would be such an incredible podcast you're, host. I think you're in my head on this one. We'll, we'll uh, TBD. Yeah, we'll think about it. Yeah, we'll TBD. think about it. I'm so happy that we had this conversation. It's so fun to bring it full circle. I don't even know if we mentioned, but you were the first guest ever. 
So this is hugely full what circle for so many right reasons. I think this is going to be number 236 oh or God. 237. That's so crazy. Yeah, the very first one, we had one microphone. We didn't know how to use everything. We thought we might have deleted the whole episode. Oh, yeah. And now Multiple 250 times. episodes later and five years. Five it doesn't even feel years. like that long. It kind of feels like yesterday. Doesn't weird, it? It feels like a long time. But then when I think I'm like, doesn't feel that long. I know. <laughs> I remember what we were wearing. I, I, I do too. Yeah. The striped shirt. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. And so funny. it does feel like yesterday. Yeah. It's like very weird. I yeah. know. It's crazy. And here we are five years later in your beautiful home with all this incredible light. It's, <laughs> it's so amazing. Well, thank you for having me on. I love catching up and proud of everything you've built and how you're feeling. And it's really, really cool. So, and thank, so you, proud thank of you everyone you. for listening. Yes. Thank you everybody for listening. This was such a special episode and yeah, very soul on fire. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Brandon. This was such a special conversation and I hope that you learned a few things about Brandon that you would not have known before. He's such an inspiration to any, anyone listening, especially entrepreneurs, founders, people who are looking to set their souls on fire, which I know is pretty much everyone listening. And I'm just so happy to share my dear friend who I love so much with all of you guys. Thank you to Brandon for coming on and for sharing your heart and for being so open. Thank you to all of you for listening and for being here. And thank you to our fabulous sponsors of this episode. We have Sakara Life, New Zest, and Groovy. And all of those discount codes and links are in the show notes. These sponsors are what keep these episodes going. And I'm so, so thankful for all of the brands that partner with TBB. I feel so lucky, especially because I use these brands on a daily basis. And also another just exciting little tidbit of news is that the Celestial Diet is coming so soon, so, so, so soon. It is launching on May 27th. So be sure that you sign up for the webinar that I'm hosting. We will leave the link to that webinar in the show notes. It's going to be so special where I will do an intro on the Celestial Diet and Lifestyle. And with that, I will let you guys head into your day. Thank you so much for being here and for being amazing. I love you guys all so much. Have a soul on fire day.